Well, welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Shannon. And I'm Corey. And we're so thankful that you're joining us today. We always appreciate the affirmation that you give to us by leaving a review. Do it. So if you haven't done so already, would you go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, rate us. Stars. Also share this podcast or specifically this episode if you feel like someone in your circle needs to hear it. Let's go. So we got question of the week, which last week we talked about making your bed in the boat. Hopefully you were, you were encouraged by that message. I know it was a little bit different for our podcast as we just ripped a message that I preached last year. Mm-hmm. But speaking of boats, I thought it'd be great to ask the question, what is the most memorable experience you've ever had on a boat? <laughs> I'm on a boat. <laughs> just so you know, they I immediately go always... stepbrothers. <laughs> that's what I... That, boats that's and what, oh. <laughs> That was well, <laughs> what I said was also on Step Brothers. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. Hey, my memorable boat moments always include you. I don't know how much we can we share. We go to the lake a lot. We do go to the lake a lot. There's our friend who lives, has a houseboat on Lake Cumberland. So we go there every year. It's a trip. And he has a speedboat. And both of my most memorable moments have happened with you on his speedboat with our man, Reggie. Right. But I think this specific one you're getting ready to share, if if I remember correctly, it actually wasn't down on the lake. He had his houseboat on. He brought his boat up, and we went to Patoka Lake. No, I've never been to Patoka Lake. Are you sure? That story happened at Lake Cumberland. Oh, 100%. okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, tell us. Are we talking about yes, our Yes, let's go first ahead. Experience? I don't care. Throw me under the bus. Are you no, sure? You, the most memorable moment. If this is it, just tell it. Yeah. So I've only known you less than a year, maybe a year, but I lived with you for a full year. So we had a, a quick bond. We became brothers real quick yeah moved in september and this was the following summer yeah correct summer 2013 maybe okay anyways we're tubing and i'm single guy i think i'm what 25 at the time and the guy driving the boat who again will remain nameless but many of you probably know who it is if you're a podcast listener and do life with us i was talking a lot of trash wait hold on didn't i already say his name no okay good I was talking a lot of trash. You can't flip me off this tube. I had like a lot of pride issues and in, in feeling like I could not get flipped off. We are on a tube. Were we on together, together. or were we on two separate tubes? Uh, were we on two sure singles? we were together. We the, were together. The details don't matter. Yeah, doesn't. He starts whipping us. And <laughs> we are outside of the wake. And he is whipping us around. There's a yeah. huge circle. Not that, only are we outside the wake, I do remember this story very vividly. Like our tube at certain points of being whipped around, our tube is in front of the boat back and forth, like a pendulum. He he whips us around to hit the (laughs) waves that he had just created in his big old boat. And I don't want to be exaggerate. Well, what's that word? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate. Exaggerate. There it is. I don't want to exaggerate what happened. Reggie is our witness. He says we were about like eight, 10 feet in the air, but he launches us off this tube. The worst part about it is you and I collide in midair. Yep. Do you remember this? Oh, I, I do remember it. And we go down. I, I can't believe you're going to share the story because I remember exactly <laughs> what happens next. I thought my knee was blown out. I thought torn ACL. I thought, I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk again. Yeah. We collided in midair. Yeah. And for our listeners, it was actually my face and my head that yep. hit Corey's knee, yep. kneecap. Yep. Well, Yeah. And you pop up out of the water. <laughs> I can still remember it. You pop out of the water like a buoy. Yeah. And you don't move. And I don't know if I can repeat the first words out of your mouth. I'll let you share. Yeah. Do you well, remember? I do remember. 
<laughs> because I said, um, basically I said my neck, but I might've included those of you that are fans of Christmas story know how later in the movie, when he loses the lug nuts, he says, Oh, fudge <laughs> that might've come out of my mouth, but the real thing, but I thought I was paralyzed. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm <laughs> <effing> paralyzed <laughs> my neck. <laughs> <laughs> At, in, for like 30 seconds, I literally thought I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I could not move my hands, my arms. I'm like, we still laugh about this I'm, story. Thank God I got a life jacket on. I thought you were paralyzed. You thought you were paralyzed. <laughs> I thought my knee wasn't going to ever allow me to walk again. Oh. And I remember like looking back, I remember it was that moment. And I was like, mm -hmm, I'm probably going to be best friends with this guy. Yeah. Well, apparently it works so you're still here 10 years later most so. memorable boat story we've so got a lot of them we do have a lot the only thing i have that i would add to that is an experience that we have every year uh, well it's been every year since 2014 and with this same friend who has a boat and a houseboat uh, we go down we hang out with also reggie every summer and four or five years ago we really got into the game spades and what? i will say at I least the you. last I'm just going to say the last three years, Reggie and I have just partnered up every single year, every single time we play. And maybe you've you've got a few games there in the beginning, but since Reggie and I have partnered the last three years, it's, no, it, uh, it hasn't been the last three. It's been the last two, which doesn't make it any better. But we haven't even we have not even won a single, <laughs> a single game, game in yeah. two years. So I mean, I, I just say it's memorable because. We, none of us play spades outside of that three days. We're I'm, on the houseboat, but we're on the houseboat and we literally, if we're not like laying out in the sun or cooking dinner or eating, we're playing spades. We are. And it's just a great time uh, being with people I love. I'm going to text and them so that's right why, now. That's why it's uh, very memorable. I'm texting them. You're going to have to transition us. I'm texting them right now. No, it's fine. Um, what are you going to text them? Just that. For confirmation? Me and this other guy do not <laughs> suck at, at spades. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I need to get your lessons. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, again, so last week, and I already made mention of this, we did talk about making your bed on the boat. In the boat. And, or in the boat. And so I thought that it'd be just a great um, a great podcast for us to follow up that boat conversation with asking the question, do you make the boat better or you make the boat worse? Yeah. And honestly, it's something that I heard you preach um, at a camp. Yeah, years camp, ago, the Rise Camp, 2013. Yep, yep and you that passed same out. Summer. Oh, yeah, same summer you passed out little sinkers as a reminder, mm -hmm. and you told two very contrasting um, stories that are found in Scripture with specific people. But before we get there, also, I actually used that story recently, about two weeks ago, when I was doing my stepfather-in-law's funeral service, mm -hmm. and I talked about how this guy Tim he he made the boat better. He made my life better. Um, and so I just thought as we were in conversation of it and you were there at the memorial service yeah. and how well that hit home, how well that honored Tim and his life and the legacy that he left. And so we just thought it'd be great to have this podcast. So our listeners start to think about the life they're living and the legacy that they're leaving behind. And so, yeah, let's yeah. get right into it. I love it because I actually used this sermon again at my grandpa's funeral in 2018. It will, if I'm going to a funeral, I will contrast these two stories and ask the audience who's there to celebrate the life uh, that was lost is that simple question. Do you make the boat better? I mean, last week we talked about making your bed in the boat and how to keep your peace and have peace through whatever comes your way. 
So as we're talking about boats, yeah. Do you make the boat better? Boat being figuratively for your life. Do you make your life better? Or are you, uh, when people are on your boat or in your life, are they better off because you're in their life or are they worse off because you're in their life? Right. And so you contrast Jonah and Paul. Jonah, you can find the story of Jonah, Jonah one through four. Jonah goes on a boat. He's running from God and he's making the boat worse. And long story short, if you know it, you know it. He says, throw me overboard and the storm will stop. And they throw him overboard and the storm stops. So Jonah being on that boat endangered everybody else's life on that boat. He made that boat worse. Right. Contrast that with Acts chapter 27. You have the apostle Paul who is in prison and he's going, I think he's going to be on trial. I didn't refresh myself with the story before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on his way to Rome to be, you know, um, be sentenced to death eventually. But the contrast is also that while Jonah was on the boat because he was running from God, Paul was on the boat because he was doing exactly what God called him to do. Yep. And so the story goes that uh, Paul on this boat, another storm come, just like the storm with Jonah when he was on that boat, the people had to throw him over for the storm to stop. This time the storm raged and Paul said, not only <laughs> don't throw me overboard, but also cut the life rafts, throw everything off. Because if you leave in the life uh, rafts or boats, you will actually die. Because he says, the angel of the Lord to whom I belong has appeared to me and has told me that everyone on board will be kept safe if they stay with the boat. Now, what's crazy is they all stay with the boat, but the boat eventually sinks. It, it mm-hmm. breaks apart. And all of them, I think there's 267. I think 276. What, 276, what scripture records, all of them end up on a nearby island, they get to shore and all of them were actually saved because of Paul's wisdom, his guidance, because he was on the boat. Now, if he wasn't on there, right, sentenced on his way to Rome, probably most of those people would have drowned or died. But because he was on the boat, they lived and they were made, you know, or they were alive, they right? Were made, they were made alive. <laughs> right. So, um, they were saved. yeah. So the question is then, who are you? Are you like Jonah making the boat worse or are you like Paul making the boat better? I love it. Two stories, two boats, two storms, two shipwrecks, two people. Paul did whatever it takes, even if it means being chained and in prison. One man paid to run away from God because Jonah paid the fare. Mm-hmm. The other man paid with his freedom to fulfill the calling that God had on his life. And we're all on a boat. It represents our families, relationships, school, job, work, all, all this stuff. The choices we make don't just affect us, but everyone around us as well. And the choice of Jonah to run affected all the other people on the boat in a negative way. The choice of Paul to stand boldly for Jesus affected all the people on the boat in a positive way. And so I love that contrast because you know, the point of this podcast is to bring encouragement. It's to talk about things within Christianity, talk about things in life. But ultimately, we want to make sure that we're making the boat better, contributing in a way that, yeah, we do have some controversial topics out there. And hopefully you've listened with uh, an open mind to challenge your faith, not just to challenge your faith, but to really grow. Because so many people, I like what Jamie says, he says, so many people in our church have grown one year, 20 times, even though they've been in church for 20 years. And that is an atrocity. If you're in the same place you were 20 years ago in your faith, then you've actually never grown and wrestled and in my opinion, I can't yeah, say matured. That. No, it's yeah, fine. matured. And so I, I love this concept because it actually, this question makes you think right now in this moment, do you make your job better off? 
or are you constantly negative and complaining about how your bosses run or how your coworkers operate? Do you make your family better off? Do you make your friendships better off? Like everything that you're a part of, do you make it better off? Right. And we're going to talk briefly about how we actually make the boat better. And of course I come up with this just acronym or acrostic, whatever you want to call it. Um, this, this four examples of how to make your boat better, simple. your life better. It's very simple. Um, and of course there are more than just these four yeah. way more, but we just wanted to keep it very, very simple. And these aren't profound. You've probably heard us say some of these phrases at one point in our lives on the podcast and our sermons. These are just simple reminders that I think are super beneficial, especially in a negative world. Uh, I just read this report on how well smear campaigns work in elections, political elections, and how uh, you will see, pay attention to it, you will most likely see another uh, another candidate uh, smearing the other candidate that they're going against. Why? Because negative news sells. And they figured this out like over the last 20 years. That's why you don't see often... Uh, political campaigns of people showing everything that they're going to do or want to do. You're hearing the negatives of the other person. Why? Because if I can smear the other person, then it makes me look better than they are. But everybody's doing it. Right. And so in a world that loves and feeds on negative news, these are just positive reminders for us. Right. So the first one is just be present. Yeah. Right. We're just going to do it off the word boat. So the first one's be present. And I know for me, this is a huge one in my life. Matter of fact, as I think about my family core values and what I want to be um, to my wife and to my kids, number one is be present. You know, I have this phrase, be where your feet are. And I know for me, a lot of times I can be thinking about so much that needs to be done, so much that I need to accomplish at work or in life or goals outside of relationships that I want to achieve. And a lot of times I'm thinking about those things while I'm with my family or when I'm with my friends, instead of giving them my full attention when I'm with them. And so basically, right, we want you to, and I want myself to bring um, all of us to the table whenever we're in the context of a relationship, whether it's conversation, whether it's dinner, uh, whether it's an activity with friends, whatever that is, I want to make sure that if I'm there, I'm there. Yeah. Right. Be present. This has been our challenge since 2020. We've beaten this dead horse a lot. B, I have it literally tattooed on my right hand so that I can see it. It is so obvious. I don't know if you can tell this, but I I know when other people aren't present when they're in the room with me. I can tell when they're thinking about other things. And if I can tell that, then people can tell that when they're in my presence. And I want to be a type of person that is present to people, that people know that when I'm with them, that they have my attention and that I genuinely care about the things that they're talking about, which leads us into the O is to be others focused, others focused. I can't tell you how often, um, I've had conversations with people and they'll text me later saying, dude, thanks for listening. Just thanks for listening. Thanks for hearing me out. Thanks for not offering advice. And I've found more and more after going through counseling and then getting a degree in counseling is the greatest counselor is the best listener. Yep. Not the one that always gives advice. And so I've been just super conscious of that when people are talking just to be in tune to what they're saying with, I mean, these first two go along, be present and others focused. People want to talk about themselves and the more that they know that you listen to them talk, the more they want to be in your life. Right. And, and basically what we have learned too, it's simply asking the question, what do you need from me? Yeah. Because if they don't want advice or if they don't want feedback or if they don't want, you know, a a nugget of wisdom, 
then maybe it's not the time to offer it. Because I know for me, a lot of times what I do is, and we've had this conversation on this podcast, because I want to empathize with someone, I'll hear them out and then I'll tell a story that's very similar in my life. Well, I I came to realize sometimes that's not what they want. And Even though I'm, I'm just doing it out of a good place, yeah. I can just showing empathy and I can relate to what you're going through because I've went through it too. But sometimes it, it is just sitting and listening, but it's also right. Um, it's not doing things right for ourselves. It's living very selflessly. Yeah. And so um, I think we have to be others focused and that makes the boat better. But, but what I love and um, this is uh, something that I've really been holding on to lately, this verse. It's out of Galatians, Galatians 5, 6. It says, for in Christ Jesus, the one thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. Yeah. And just this idea of this expression of love towards others is really, um, I guess, showing the foundation of what our faith really is. Because it's not about if we love God. If we love God, then we show it by how we love people. And honestly, that's what I try to live my life by. And so it's, yeah. it really is others focus. And we see this about Jesus. He came, um, right. Not to be served, but to serve and to give his life. And if he did, then so will I. Yeah. One of the most famous books out there is how to win friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie. Here's the simple no, number one. He's got like six ways to make people like you. Number one is have a genuine interest in others. Greet people with animation and enthusiasm. People want to be talked about. That's not what they, that's not what I meant. People want to talk. And so listen, that's what yeah. I meant by that. <laughs> all right. So what we got next? A. A is um, always encourage. Again, all these are going to go right, right along with the others, but be someone that comes with encouragement for others that builds up the other person. Um, that's done through, you know, asking um, what people need, if they need encouragement, if they need advice, um, but at the same time, like you just mentioned, just be there to listen and be present. That's the same thing with encouragement. I can't tell you how many times people have just told me, just thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just, that's just a, an encouragement to them, your presence. And again, <laughs> these do all go in, in line they with do. one another, but sometimes just your presence and other people's lives. And it's done intentionally speaks volumes. I think, I don't know if I shared the story or not, but I went to uh, another funeral, um, of a grandma that um, uh, someone in this church, this is their church home and it was their grandma that passed away. And I just went just to comfort, just to, you know, pay my respects and that kind of thing. And I show up and um, one of the guys caught me afterwards and he's like, man, you know, the word always talk, you know, talks about how not to be just hearers, but doers of the word. And you at Hill City, you all talk about how people are loved and there's nothing they can do about it. But your actions right now, have spoken louder than any words you've ever said said from stage. And there's something about just the ability to show up that really speaks volumes. And I just wanted to reiterate it yeah. that again. Always encouraging. And that can be encouraging. Yeah, because we, we talk a lot about faith. My faith has drastically changed and shifted. And there's a lot of things in Christianity that I just don't believe anymore or has changed my belief on. And I've had a lot of good theological conversations lately with people that have been like, so what's the point of, being a Christian then if X, Y, and Z, you know, and and we're not going to get into that, but I'm like, honestly, the point is that you recognize that you're heaven walking on earth. When you recognize that, that it's not about getting to heaven, even though I do believe in heaven, it's about bringing heaven to earth. The first thing that will happen is you will start seeing people not as assignments to fix, but as people to love. And you will start looking at them and being like, wow, I bet I can encourage that person. 
or what can I say kindly to that person? Or how can I lift that person's day, even if they're having a good day? And everything just shifts and chains, changes, and you end up becoming a person that people want to be around because you always have a word of encouragement. Yep. And that's what we meant by yeah. always And I also want to just throw this out there too. The encouragement isn't always just, you know, fun loving, yep. you know, sunshine and rainbows type of words. Like sometimes yep. I know whenever you challenge me with things or to see things from a different perspective, it actually does encourage me um, to either strive Good for point. that or to realize some maybe um, blind spots that I have. Yeah. And I think for me, that's encouraging. Yeah. But it we really have is. a real relationship. So don't be <laughs> confronting people that you actually don't have a relationship with. Yeah. Number T, I said number T, letter that's T, okay. la, number four. Yeah. Think positive. Think positive. Again, all of them have to do with positivity because positivity is so needed in our world today. Yep. Think positive. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I know for me, um, I can go down all of the worst case scenarios and I have to so remind easy. myself, wait, I'm sitting here and maybe this is a good word for somebody. I'm sitting here nervous and anxious um, and worried about something that at the end of the day probably is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I need to shift my mindset. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think it was um, Dr. Henry Cloud who wrote the book Boundaries and who came up with the TLP program of, of, uh, originally. He actually says, why don't you just continue to play the tape forward? and have a positive spin to it because many of us play the tape forward and it's always going towards a negative direction. But if we can flip it, let's play our life out. Or if I make this decision, what's it going to, you know, lead to let's try, let's, let's try to think positive yeah. instead of the negative all the time. Yeah. I, with the diagnosis of our son Zion, who's now three months old, about a month ago, Julia really challenged me around this. Cause I just told her, I was like, I'm really stressed and worried about Zion. I'm just waiting for his news to go negative. I'm waiting for bad news because, you know, he had a terrible diagnosis in the womb. He was born healthy. He's our miracle baby. And I, I, it's just been a part of me because we had so much bad news. That I'm just, okay, when's this going to go south? Is he going to always be healthy? And she's like, why don't you just start enjoying him? And honestly, it is so easy to think negatively about every single situation and relationship that you have. But if you flip that to think positive, about yourself, about God, about others. Thinking you you've challenged me this often around the idea of forgiveness is forgiveness is really thinking the best about someone while knowing the worst about them. And the people that we know and love the most are the people that need our love and forgiveness the most even though we know all the most of the skeletons in their closet. And so thinking positive is a game changer for your life. It, it breeds contentment, it, it breeds um, encouragement, it, it breeds legacy people want to be around you. And so, yeah, do you make the boat better? B, be present. O, others focused. A, always encouraging. T, think positive. Yeah. And so that's what all we got for you. So answer that question. Do you make the boat better or do you make it worse? You get to, to decide what legacy you leave. And with that, just know you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it.